As we come closer to Inauguration Day and the historic event of the swearing-in of our first female vice president, women are hearing the sounds of a glass ceiling shattering. But 2,000 years ago, a king also shattered glass ceilings by elevating women. Key women, Gentile women and sinners are listed in Jesus' genealogy and impacted the human part of his lineage. Women like Tamar, who is Judah's bold daughter-in-law, Rahab the prostitute, Ruth the Moabitess, and Mary, pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Instead of a miraculous appearance out of thin air, God chose a young, unmarried woman to be his God-bearer. Mary accepted and after only a moment's hesitation delighted in the role. God's promise to bless all people through Abraham was fulfilled by Mary's willingness to give birth to the one who would be merciful to Israel forever, just as he promised. Mary's song is recorded for all in the first chapter of Luke and shows that she had been well-educated in Israel's story. His mother continued to play a strong role in Jesus' life and ministry. His first miracle at the marriage in Cana was done at his mother's insistence. This important first miracle revealed his glory and showed that the human Jesus loved and respected his mother. In the ancient Near East of the first century, women were at the bottom of the pecking order, especially poor women, where 90% of people lived at or below the subsistence level. Women were the property of their husbands and at their mercy. Add to that leveret laws regarding the monthly uncleanliness that disrupted a full half of their non-pregnant childbearing years, and women had a hard lot in life. Under leveret law, land could be inherited by an unmarried woman, but if she married it had to be within her tribe, and then her inherited land would become her husband's property, not her own. For the women of the time, ceilings were made of iron, more than glass. But Jesus did shatter those ceilings by interacting with women in radical ways. A startling example was the woman with the hemorrhage who was healed just by touching the hem of Jesus' robe. As I mentioned before, women were kept separate from their families and the rest of society during their monthly cycle and for seven days after. But this woman had been bleeding and thus ritually unclean for 12 years, and she was brave and desperate enough to dare to even just touch the hem of Jesus' robe. Jesus felt his power going out and healing her, and he called out for the woman to show herself. He had great compassion, and instead of recoiling like the people of the time would have, he called her daughter and healed her. He recognized the great faith that it took for her to do this, and certainly the story celebrates the healing and mercy of Jesus, but breaking the cleanliness laws and challenging the practice of isolating women is often missed. In the Gospel of John, a woman caught in adultery was brought in front of Jesus as he was teaching in the temple court. The Pharisees and teachers of the law expected him to be the first to condemn her moral violation. But Jesus turned it around on these men and saved her. By the same token, Jesus was resting at Jacob's well when a Samaritan woman approached in the middle of the day to draw water. She had been married five times and was now living with a man who was not her husband. We don't know why her five marriages had ended, whether through death or divorce, but she was definitely not following the moral code of the time in living with this sixth man. 
Instead of ignoring her completely or rebuking her for being both a Samaritan and a sinner, Jesus spoke about his living water of salvation that will be poured out for her and for all people. She then ran into her village and evangelized by sharing her testimony, and they believed her, invited Jesus to stay for two more days. A Syrophoenician or Canaanite woman came to Jesus while he was traveling in Gentile country and begged him to heal her daughter from a demon. At first, Jesus seemed to rebuke or at least spar with her, but shockingly, she held her ground against this man because she just knew he could help, and he recognized her faith and healed her daughter. In the home of Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, Mary sat at Jesus' feet in the position of a rabbinical student, being taught and learning as any man would. And Jesus praised her for wanting to hear his word overtaking her traditional role in the kitchen alongside Martha. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and many other women traveled with Jesus and his disciples and provided for them out of their own resources, which was vitally important to Jesus' ministry. Mary Magdalene is mentioned 12 times in the Gospels, more than most of the Apostles even. But to me, the most remarkable story about women and Jesus was at his tomb. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, Joanna, Salome, and other women went to the tomb to finish his burial preparation that was interrupted by the Sabbath the night before. But of course he had risen just as he said. And who were the first to proclaim that first gospel message to the eleven disciples? It was the women. Jesus said that in God's kingdom, the last would be first and the first would be last. This had to have been very good news to all the women who heard Jesus' voice. And indeed, perhaps the ultimate glass ceiling is the one that Jesus broke for the least of these when he inaugurated God's kingdom on earth.